So I'll count down. I'll go three, two, one, and then clap. All right? Okay. <laughs> Ready? It's easy. Ready? Three, two, one. Just once. Oh, I had have to, to do clap it multiple twice. times. Let's do it one more time. One more time just to be sure. All right. Right into the microphone. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. There you go. Done. Wow, that was That's really the synchronizer recording. That, that felt hard. Yeah. I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in the podcast. <laughs> I'm leaving oh that in the God. podcast. That's going to be the intro. You doing two claps for your um, sync clap. Nice. Oops. <laughs> Everyone can get to know the real me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome, everybody, to the Chim Watch podcast. We're back again. Uh, what episode are we on? Episode nine. Mm-hmm. Um, we're recording this one a bit earlier than usual. We normally um, record them on a Thursday. We're recording this on a Sunday. Yep. Um, but that's just because we just finished the movies we're going to talk about. Um, I have with me for the first time Stephanie. Welcome, Hello. Stephanie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank My you. girlfriend. Um, <laughs> so that's exciting. Um, we've been trying to sort out a podcast for a while, which you'd think would be easy because we live together. But <laughs> we were going to do one a few weeks ago, um, but then the microphone situation was fucked. But now we have two microphones, so that makes it easier. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. I had something else in my head that I had to say. Um, I'm so blown away by my beauty. Get off here. <laughs> if you're going to be on your high horse, this whole podcast, we can't do it. <laughs> this might be my last podcast, guys. Yeah, if you're going to sit on your fucking high horse for the entire time, we can't do it anymore. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, first things first, I guess. Um, by the time this goes out, uh, the first episode will already be out of our new NBA podcast. Not mine and Steph's. Steph's not doing that one. But not cool um, enough to do that. Well, you just don't know anything about basketball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Neither do I, to be fair, but, you know, I'm I'm more behind the scenes on this other one. Um, but, yeah, we got Brad uh, and Connor, who were on the last episode. Uh, we got Brady, who's been on a couple. Lockie's been on a couple. Um, I believe Mitch, as well, is coming on the first episode. Um, but, yeah, that'll be out by the time this goes out. So, that's NBNA. Um, that's on Instagram. You can find that, and that'll have all the... Um, socials and everything but it's all just spotify apple the usual places that this one's on um and also the merch but like obviously um hard time at the moment so don't feel pressured to buy a chim watched mug but um they're there if you want them um but anyway moving on um today's episode we're talking about the hunger games um i don't remember how we decided on this as a topic did we just see it on Stan and go, yep, let's do that? I think we just always, like, we're like, oh, we should get around to watching it because it's quite hard for us to find something that we'll both mutually agree on watching. Yeah, that's true. And this, we actually both said, yeah, we want to watch it. Yeah. Um, so that was a good start. Because, I mean, what did, we were going to do a podcast on Friends. Yes. And we watched, what season did we watch? I don't remember. Five? Like five, I think. We watched about half, not even half, maybe seven episodes before I lost interest. Yeah. Um, and I just don't really have anything interesting to say about it so far, but if we watch season one, maybe I'll have more to say about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are talking about The Hunger Games, uh, all four movies. Um, so the first one came out, what, um, I'm going to have to Google it. 2012. 2012. Okay. So I was in huh. year seven and you were in year eight. Yeah. I right? remember in year eight, there was like a 
whole group of girls because I went to a girls' school when I was younger. Um, and there was about 25 of us and we all went in to watch the Hunger Games at a cinema nearby. Um, and there was a few other people in there and the whole time they were just hating on us because we were immature 14 year olds, um, (laughs) making too much noise, (laughs) throwing popcorn around. Um, but yeah, I'll never forget the first time I watched it. I was, you know, mind blown and it was really good to watch it again a little bit more older and see what I think about it now versus when yeah, I was a different 14. perspective. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, cause I was, um, well, it was early 2012. So I was, come on, do the math. I was 12. Um, <laughs> so I was in year seven when it came out and I remember like, um, because it was so popular, like the movie, I remember the book became one that like we had to read as part of our like year seven book reading or whatever like it was an option we had <laughs> i think everyone fucking went for it yeah because they were like oh well, if i don't read the book i'll watch the movie um the first one's probably the most different to the book i think um but that's just because of like time constraints so they cut a lot of things out mm. um but yeah i remember i didn't see the first one at the movies i think i saw it at home possibly i think dad might have downloaded it and i watched it at home um, I remember seeing the the next two in the movies, but not the first one. So I think I saw this one at home. Um, the first one, <laughs> I, when I first saw it, I thought it was like the greatest movie <laughs> ever created because I hadn't <laughs> seen enough movies to have um, real judgment. And I think as well, because I was what just going into year seven and that would have mm-hmm. probably been about, well, it's when I got my first laptop. So it would have been about when I started learning how to download movies myself and watch movies that I chose rather than things that dad had chosen. So then that's when it devolved into like, this was one of the first movies that I watched and thought it was like super edgy and like way too violent for me to watch. <laughs> but like watching back on it yeah. now, I'm like, it's totally toned down see, for a teenager. Yeah, like how much it's like targeted at a teenage audience like the romance factor into it too like how dramatic it is um, the first one's <laughs> the most dramatic i think um without there being real i know there's real tension but the dramatic moments a lot of them are like way too dramatic for what they are yeah um i think the one that stuck out i'm i don't mean to jump halfway into the movie but to be fair the first like basically any point until she gets on that train to go to the hunger games is like really <laughs> fucking boring so there's nothing to say about it. But um, the moment that stuck out as like one of the most dramatic for no reason is when Peter goes on stage and is like, yeah, I'm in love with Katniss. And <laughs> she just like freaks out and thinks it's like the worst thing ever. And she's like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. Like, what the fuck? She almost like tries to kill the poor guy and like puts him up against a wall. Like it was just... Yeah, literally, it was, it was, it was very <laughs> overboard. And I was like, I don't know if that's necessary. I don't know, like, in real life, if that's how you react when someone normally says they like you. Um, mm. But if you do, That's like, how please, I reacted when you said you liked me. <laughs> yeah, Slammed <laughs> you against a wall. How dare you? But um, if anyone does react like that, please let us know. Yeah, let <laughs> us know. Very curious. Um, Yeah, so that was probably what stuck out as one of the more dramatic moments that I think um, in the later ones they don't go as overboard. Even right now, um, I'm looking at the IMDb page for for the first one and the, like, 
screenshot for the trailer is Katniss like screaming I volunteer as tribute and it looks kind of <laughs> stupid and I like I remember thinking that that scene was so well done and thinking that it was like one of the greatest most emotional scenes ever and then watching it back I realized I never realized how fucking quickly everything just like happens in that scene yeah. and the editing is really weird it like Within five seconds, they're like, oh, Primrose Everdeen. And then she's like, I volunteer as tribute. And they're like, all right, Katniss Everdeen. And I'm like, did I really think that was, like, the craziest thing ever? I think it was more the context of it. Yeah, I can't even describe... It seems like her acting almost. Like, it seemed like she wasn't... At the time, I thought she was really emotional about it and distraught. Mm -hmm. But looking at it then, it didn't even seem like she was that distraught, really. No. It like it, it was just weird. it escalated out of nowhere. Like leading up to it, you didn't see her crying, distraught. She just was like, sh- like a shocked face. There was no build up. Into yeah, that. it would just it just was like nothing to like a hundred, and it was just. I can see when you're younger, you think, "Wow, like that is like, you know, that impacts me so much." But looking at it now, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I, think it I really don't know. <laughs> Um, um, well, this was only her second, because I'm looking now as well. This is only her second big role. Um, <clears throat> her first was X Men First Class, which I don't even think really blew her up that much, hmm. um, because there were a lot of bigger actors in that movie. Um, it blew up other people like James McAvoy a lot more, but not her. But then that was the year before Hunger Games, and I think when Hunger Games came out, she just fucking rose. Straight up. And I then you see, like, the next few years of things she did, and it's just like... Yeah. Yeah, I think her acting actually progressed a lot more after The Hunger Games, and she did a lot of <coughs> more, like, interesting... Interesting roles. <laughs> Interest- I mean, like, Hunger Games is interesting, get me wrong, but it was just, like, like very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, got a lot of awards sort of movie <laughs> i got a lot of awards sort of movie. critical I'd, acclaim yes that's yeah. what i was looking for okay. thank you that's all right um i'm sure you could have come up with that but you just wanted to see me pretty much a little just bit to see you sit there and freak out a little bit um yeah i think her acting gets better in the next ones but that's probably just from the experience i don't think it's bad in the first one i think she's one of the standout things in the first movie um but yeah, definitely picks up later on. I was going to try and... Um, I'll quickly find my letterbox review of it and see what I said. I can't remember. But she, is, she was definitely um, the standout of the first movie. Especially when you compare it to like some of the other actors. Obviously, you've got like the bigger actors who know what they're doing. So it makes sense that they are yeah. good at acting. A um, lot of the cast in The Hunger Games, though, was like amazing. Some of the actors they got to do it. Like, yeah. I think that would have helped blow it up a lot as well. Mm. And then there were some that we noticed that like are in things now that weren't really popular because of the Hunger Games either. They were just there and now they're a bit more popular. Mm. Um, the example being we just watched um, season one of The Boys on Amazon, which I've seen, but you haven't seen it before. And um, the main guy from that is like one of the tributes in the first one. Yeah. And I saw him and I was like, what the fuck? And his name's like Marvel or something. But he's barely on screen. Um, I think Katniss kills him. Oh, no, because th- she's in the fight with the other girl and the girl like throws something at Katniss and she dodges it and it hits the other guy, right? Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Anyway, there's a lot of actors in this one. 
Um, so they just be like background. Yeah. Sort of Mainly the tributes. I think the thing that I liked about the second one is they focus a little bit more on the other tributes. Mm. The first one, it was just like, so there's Katniss, there's Peter, there's Rue, everybody else. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and like the second one focuses a little bit more on the other ones, you know, like you have Finnick and whatever. Mm. But the first one, I think the best acting comes from Jennifer Lawrence and then the non-tribute actors. So you got like Woody Harrelson as Haymitch and um, Elizabeth Banks as Effie. Effie. Yeah, I forgot her name. Um, I think they are standouts throughout the whole four movies. Um, and uh, what's his name as well? Liam Hemsworth. He wouldn't have been... Gale. Yeah, Gale. yeah. He wouldn't have been big then, right? He wouldn't have been that well known. Was the last the last song was before that, wasn't it? He kind of blew it from that with Miley Cyrus. That's true. Was he already dating Miley Cyrus by then? At the end of it, that kissing scene was when. Okay, then maybe that. Maybe I'd love that to do a podcast on the last song. We're not doing a podcast no, no. on the last song. <laughs> okay, if we're doing one on it's that, it's a classic. If we're doing one on that. It's when I get desperate and I have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much to say about the first one. I think it is overly dramatic. Um, I don't love it, but obviously the context of it is important mm. for the other ones to work. Like you could not jump straight into a movie like the second one without having the first one to set up what a normal Hunger yep. Games looks exactly. like. Exactly. And I think, you know, how you said the first half of it drags out a little bit as much as it is kind of boring. You kind of need that background mm-hmm. to then understand leading up to everything else. Mm. Um, I think that was really important. Yeah, and the change of pace is interesting too in the first one. I like the way that you go from um, like them sort of being a bit more chilled out and like just hanging out in District 12 and then as soon as she does volunteer, everything just kind of steps up instantly and it goes a lot faster. Yeah. Um, obviously, the change in pace is a lot bigger between um, like those moments and then pretty much the second she steps in the elevator to go up to the actual arena. Yeah. That's probably the most full-on change of pace. Yeah. Um, Because from that point is pretty much just action non-stop. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't love the first one. I only gave it three stars on um, Letterboxd. <laughs> I don't love it. But it's not... It's not bad yeah. by any means, but it's just not, um, like, as good as the rest, I don't think. Yeah. But do you have anything else you want to say about the first one? I mean... I think there was definitely a difference. I think, like, we sort of touched on it before. Like, when I was younger, the first time I saw it at the end, I was like, wow, I am, like, mind-blown. I, I need to see the second one. Like, mm. I was, like, obsessed with it. And then watching it again, I was like, it's interesting, it's good, but I think it's aimed a bit more of a teenage dynamic and it doesn't appeal to me as much now as it did when I was younger. Yeah, because it was aimed so directly at us when we were that age. Yeah, um, and we were probably the perfect age when that movie came out. I yeah. think any older, I wouldn't have cared, and any younger, I wouldn't have cared. It's like right on that spot, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, especially the any older wouldn't have cared is proven by what happened with me with the last one. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I the first one, it's fine. I prefer it, the book of the first one. I think. I mean, um, I haven't read the books, but I think the first one was important to set up the rest of the movies and I definitely think it progressively does get better. Yeah. From that. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. Um 
The second one, though. <laughs> I like the second one. The second one's one of my favourites. I think I decided the last is my favourite, but the second one is definitely the most interesting mm. um, change, I guess, uh, on its own. Because you've got, like, this quarter quell. That's what it's called, right? The quarter quell? Yeah. Um, where they get old tributes back in again. Which yeah. I think is a good twist. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just sort of the events of it being more like, um, I don't know, like the, it's hard to describe how I feel about the second one, um, but I think it's definitely more interesting because they're taking the concept of the first one as a whole. Mm. Um, and I guess this is sort of comes down to the author of the books, not the movie itself, but they're taking the first one and like doing the same thing but changing it it's not just the same thing again yeah like you don't have like a hangover one hangover two situation where it's just the same, same movie thing. with different situations yeah like it is a different movie but it uses the first one's plot as the jumping off point yeah each um, movie sets up the next one quite perfectly yeah exactly um also, I think it's important to point out, like, it was. I think it's fucking impressive. I don't think I thought it was that impressive at the time. Yeah. But now looking back, it's impressive that they put one of these out a year for four years in a row. Yeah, that like, is Like, there was impressive. no gap. When you watch these, they're not, like, they don't lack in quality. They're quite high quality movies. Mm. And they managed to put one out every year for four years. I think they filmed the last two back to back. Yeah. But it's still crazy that after the first one, they managed to get the second one out in a year's time. Yeah. Like, that's pretty crazy, considering um, you don't really know if the first movie in your franchise is going to do well. I know, like, the book was popular, but they didn't know that it was going to be as big of a hit as it was. So for it to then blow up and then then make a second one that quickly was a really good move for them. For the reason of the same thing I said about getting too old for it is like if you leave too much of a gap between a franchise like that, then if the first one is released when someone's 12, if you release the, the last one when they're like 18 or 19, they might not give a shit anymore. Like, yeah. Because it's out of their demographic now. It's quite interesting how you have things like Marvel, The Avengers, like Harry Potter, and that's dragged out quite a bit and it was okay. But it's interesting what you said about how The Hunger Games is quite different and specific to a certain audience. I think because the whole thing is very specific. Like Harry Potter, for example, the first one is a bit more aimed at like kids. Mm. So then transitioning, you know, whatever it was, 10 years later or so into the next one, the last one, where it's much more aimed at like teenagers slash adults. Like it grew with the audience. Yeah, it grew with the audience and progressed. Whereas The Hunger Games, while I feel like the last one is much more full on than the first one, I don't think it grows a lot. It's still very targeted at teenagers, Teenagers? even if the last ones are targeted at like an older teenage audience. Mm. Um, But yeah, the second one is uh, probably probably close to being my favorite. It's just behind the last one. Um, I like, again, I said... um, that my favourite part of this movie is that they do focus more on the tributes. Mm, um, I agree. Because you have characters like Finnick and you've got... Um, Joanna. Joanna Mason, um, the one who strips down in the elevator. That's the only way I remember her. Um, but I love and- Joanna. She just had, 
like something about her like yeah like, the characters very, in this very movie interesting are... char- they were all very interesting characters they all had yeah. interesting backstories they're, they're not, not just like in the first one every tribute is like strong person and that's it <laughs> yeah. like there's no character to them whereas Finnick I think is probably the most interesting character because you've got this guy that when you see him you expect him to be exactly like um, the tributes from the first one mm. and then he ends up being this like he's not like a pussy like he's still strong but he has feelings and emotions that you kind of don't expect like you expect him to be this snarky asshole, and he's snarky but not an asshole. yeah like, it's a weird he, mix yeah it's like he's snarky to Katniss but then he protects her and like he cares about um, the old lady that he's looking after um and yeah, I think like he's probably the most interesting character. But Joanna's good too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like the second, the second one's portrayal of the actual Hunger Games. Yeah, is, is the best portrayal of it. I know you've really only got the two, um, the first two to really go off of. Um, but I think the way they portray the games in the second one is much more interesting. And you've got, like, the poison gas and the lightning that goes off and she's, like, watching it yeah, go. I love how it was, like, a clock, too. Like, yeah. just, I love that idea. Like, that obviously, was it was reading cool. the books, not a shooting. But yes. um, that was awesome. It just made things interesting. And also the tributes, like, yeah, like I said, they've all got their own interesting story. Um, and it mm-hmm. in the second one, the first one focused more on more directly Katniss and how she felt about the Hunger Games. Yes. But in the second one, it showed how all the tributes felt and they were all pissed off. Like, Yeah, it showed a lot more about like how everyone reacts to it, not just um, her, which is way more interesting, I mm. think. Um, yeah, again, I don't have a lot to talk about like the bulk of the movie. I think it's really well made. Um, and I think the the atmosphere of it is much more refined the first one is just like bleak um everything looks gray all the time um the second one they kind of refined it a little bit more because they'd done the first one and they could work off that mm-hmm. so it looks a lot nicer do you think it was also like probably budget they had a bigger budget and that too better? they would have a huge budget in the second one compared to the first mm. um which you see with things like the poison gas and like you know the moments in the actual arena are really interesting um yeah as as far as the bulk of the movie goes don't have a lot to say about it um because it is what it is you know like it's the hunger games again it's interesting you know you get a bit more character development for everyone really mm. um i think the ending though of this one especially when i watched it the first time i did not see that coming no god no like i obviously i did because of the book but reading the book i was like holy shit i did not expect that and i think the way they do it in the movie like the ending of this movie is probably the best adapted part of the book yeah as someone who's read them i think the way they portrayed the ending was perfect like the tension is perfect the way everything just like crumbles but um yeah i like the development of the relationship between um katniss and peter throughout this movie and then the way that sort of ends in this movie as well um, all together is way more interesting than the first one. Um, even if it does kind of piss me off how the whole franchise ends. Yeah, you did but... say that the beginning of the like books or movie, whatever way mm-hmm. you put it, they set the tone that it's going to be 
Gale, Gale, Gale. They do for the entire four movies. <laughs> I like, mean, okay, towards so, the end, you okay. can sort of see where it's In going. In the first movie, they are, they're aiming it at Peter. The second one, it is definitely getting aimed more at Peter again. But then it's sort of like, oh, maybe not. But then the third one, you know, we'll talk about that. But the third one, he's not there for the entire movie. But they still try to make it about him, even though she's, like, kissing Gale. But then anytime she sees Peter, it's like, Gale doesn't exist. And he points that out and she still just has no remorse for Gail um, observing that whole romance like between the like the love triangle that whole dynamic I was like it doesn't make sense like how does this work I'm like this it is makes really no sense. but then I realized like other friend like movie franchises like Twilight and stuff do the exact same thing and when I was younger I was like oh this is normal this is interesting and as yeah, I'm getting think, older, I'm like, that's I think Twilight's weird. made more sense, though. It, like, I hate to say that Twilight made more <laughs> sense than Hunger Games, because it doesn't, but the the romance in that at least makes a little bit of sense, because it's like... Because she explains it, kind of, I yeah, guess. Yeah, the first one, you've got her and Edward, and um, Jacob's not really a part of it, but then the second one, Jacob sort of takes in the takes up the role of Edward, because Edward's not there for her. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense. And Whereas she, in these, it makes no sense. And I think I never also got it. Bella in Twilight, she like tries to set boundaries a little bit. But Katna, she has no boundaries. She's just like... God, no. Wherever. She just kisses whoever's there. She doesn't care. <laughs> she'll kiss whoever. doesn't matter who it is. If they're there, she'll kiss them. <laughs> Who's next? Um, Get in line. <laughs> yeah, literally. She just kisses anyone. Wouldn't surprise me if she turns around and fucking kisses Plutarch. Like, I was waiting for her to kiss Finnick, to be honest. I know. Honestly, I think everyone was waiting for that, but that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, the ending of this of the second one definitely the best ending um, of them. I think the third one has a good ending. I love the ending of the third one, but I think the second one has such a good cliffhanger without relying on a part two. And it completely switches the tone of oh, the whole thing because it, like, the first two versus the last two are just. Like so, just different. black and white. They do completely different. They do like flow well. They made it flow quite well. I think yeah. um, the transition into it, but I just think they are just so different. Like the last two just become like action, hardcore action movies, just about. Yeah, pretty much. Especially um, the last one. The yeah. third one's a little bit slower, but the fourth one goes way more hard on the action. Yeah. Um. But think- yeah, you're right. Like the second she shoots that arrow and crumbles the whole arena yeah that's like that is the turning point of the franchise like as soon as that happens from there on everything is completely different then you end up in this like industrial sort of atmosphere like the whole atmosphere of district 13 is like completely different to anything that's been in the other movies Mm. um so yeah that is like the huge turning point of it um how do you feel about that turning point like because obviously the first two are very different to the last two like you said but do you like that switch in tone or do you prefer the first two's tone? It's hard to say because I found the first one, like I said a bit before, a bit, I'm going to say a bit dull. Uh-huh. But, and then the second one that was like, wow, I love this focus on the Hunger Games. I love that. And I love how they, yeah, bring that gaming component into it. And then in part one, it sort of transitions and it becomes a bit dull. It doesn't focus on the game aspect anymore. Yeah. I feel like that's completely gone. But then in part two, they sort of resurrect themselves a little bit and they bring it back in. 
Yeah. So I'm sort of undecided. I just I think I like the second and the last one because it focuses on the gaming component and they make it really interesting. Mm-hmm. But then for um yeah the third one it feels a bit dull again. Yeah. Okay, I get that. So it's not that I'm like one or the other. I'm very just you're like, in the oh, middle of I'm, the fence of it. Yeah, I get that. I think for me, I find the second one the most interesting because I like the tone and I like the approach they have to it because it isn't just um, like a dystopia. Whereas then it turns into that in the third and fourth one. Like the setting is more interesting in the first one because it is a dystopia. Like, people hate it, except for this whole section of people that are loving life. Um, But then the second she tears that down, it kind of devolves into, like, just an apocalypse. Yeah. And, like, a war, which I don't... I like it, but it's not as interesting. The story is more interesting in the last one, but it's not... The atmosphere isn't as interesting, if that makes any sense. Like, the actual setting is a bit more... um, generic and bland and like something you would see in like a billion other movies yeah um it's sort of the littler details that make it more interesting like having the different districts Mm. have different aesthetics but then again by the last one because they're all you know being torn down one by one they all kind of end up looking the same and you end up being like what district are they actually in now because district two and district seven look identical so how are you supposed to like tell the difference Whereas when she's touring in the second one, you can really tell the difference between every location they're in because they are all, like, so different. You've got, like, oh, this one is the farmers and this one is the bricklayers. I don't know. I don't remember. Them, <laughs> no, no, the Pacific role. These ones make cars. I don't know. I don't know. But they, yeah, that you can tell the difference in their settings. Whereas in the last two, because everything is kind of washed out and they've destroyed everything, it all just kind of looks the same. Yeah. Um, I kind of find the third one a bit depressing. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Compared to the second one, the third one is really fucking depressing. Let's talk about the third one. Yeah. <laughs> We're basically talking about the third one anyway, but let's talk about the third one. I'm going to look it up. Um, yeah, I think... Because I've heard um, Callum... Well, we mentioned Callum last week, mentioning him again this week. But... um. I've heard Callum talk about them and say that the part one definitely feels like its only job is to lead into part two. Makes sense because that's how the book was. Um, The first one feels more somber, like you said, more somber, more depressing. Um, And like it's... um, Hi, Charlie. Charlie's making a cameo on the podcast, everybody. Come on, Charlie. I'm doing the podcast. Once I get Charlie. All right, Charlie's on the mic, guys. Say what you got to say. <laughs> he's, he's sniffing, sniffing. the mic. <laughs> uh, he's anyway, not he's... meowing. Maybe he's a little bit oh, shy. Charlie, <laughs> he doesn't. He's uh, mic shy. He, he's not prepared to be on the podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, as I was saying, the part one is more depressing, I think. Um, in the sense that it is trying to set up that atmosphere and be like, this is what the world looks like now. It sucks. Um, be prepared to watch Katniss tear it down in part two. But that kind of makes it feel, yeah, like really full on. Um, 
kind of drags your mood down a bit um and it feels a lot slower too i think it i'm surprised that part one maybe didn't make people lose interest in part two well (laughs) funny you should say that because i never saw part two at the movies yeah i mean Um, look the end of part one was like interesting don't get me wrong but that whole movie it was just it was a background story there wasn't anything i would like it if there was more interesting things happening in part one so i think because the issue is part one is setting up a war and then part two is the war itself yeah i think if that's in one movie it works but when you're having it separated into two um that concept of it doesn't work but by having it separated into two it's making the concepts like the actual the rest of the plot um the character development it's it's stretching all of that out and making that more interesting because rather than having say like a two and a half hour movie you've got basically four hours um of development for the characters which is why i think like peter probably gets the most development in the last two because of what happens to him um gail gets more development kind of but then kind of just gets kicked off to the side anyway i feel like he's just this person that's it's weird because he is he is without a doubt the fucking the king of the simps he is Katniss's fucking pincushion that she can fall back onto anytime Peter lets her down. That is all he's there for. Yeah. Okay, poor fucking Gale. He's putting himself out there. He's protecting her. Peter's off like trying to fucking kill her, and Gale's st- sitting there like helping her and like going out to war with her and kissing her, and then she's just like, hmm, no, I'm more interested in the guy that's brainwashed to think I'm a weapon. Like, what the fuck? Crazy. It makes no sense. I've never got that at all. I think it's weird, though. When they promoted the movie, they made it that Gail, Pat, Katniss, and Peter were, like, the three main characters. But I feel like Gail really wasn't. He was just this some guy in the background that was basically yeah. Katniss's bitch. Pretty much. did whatever I'm she wanted. I'm telling you, king of the simps. <laughs> he just simps for her, and she never goes back to it. And then the way that they cut that off in the last movie, like... The way they finish Gail's arc is Peter reading a letter that says Gail's in the army now. That's it. That's his send-off. It's fucking bullshit. Gail deserves better. And he gradually just moves away, slowly drifts in the background. Like, I'm looking... Like, I'm really bad at remembering characters. So I have to, like... I'm having to Google search each movie, which characters watch. And gradually on the Google search... Like, Gale is at the top and gradually moving away I'm because he's a, he's a less important considered character. It's so dumb. I've never understood that about Gale. Like, why did he get snubbed so hard? Especially when you look at, like... So you look at part one, Gale is listed as, like, the third character. And then you look at part two, and Gale's still listed as the third, but, like, everyone else is has such a bigger role than him in that Even movie. Even Finnick had a bigger role, I swear, than Gale. Finnick does <laughs> in the last one. He gets married and then dies. That's a better role than Gale gets. Yeah, Gale didn't even get, like, his happily ever after or marriage or anything. He just got told everything he did was for nothing. Yeah, pretty much. He he fought. He did a lot to try and get to Katniss's heart. Nothing. Poor guy. He, he got fucked over, honestly. She turned on him for a guy that literally thought he was, she was going to kill him. 
So that's nice. Strangled her to death, basically. Put her in hospital. Literally, almost fucking strangled her to death. Treat him mean, kid and keen, I guess. I guess so. Apparently, <laughs> that's how it works. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was definitely the Gail romance pisses me off, and I think that always pissed me off. Um, I don't think that's what turned me off from part two when I was however old I was. When did part two come out? Twenty fifteen. So I was sixteen when that one came out. Um. Yeah, I think at that point, something in me just lost interest and I didn't see part two at the movies. I don't know why. Maybe it was the Gale romance. I don't know. Something pissed me off, but I didn't. I just never saw it. Maybe it was just aging out of it. Um, it could have been that. And like I said, it probably was that part one, it was the background and nothing much was really happening. Yes, so, I agree with that. Um, another thing too is that that year was actually so 2014 i was at one school and then 2015 i was at a new school and i actually sort of lost contact with a lot of my friends from my old school so it's part of a new friend group which is my friend group now so talking like mitch brady Lockie, like that group not brad yet but like the rest of the group charlie stop sniffing the microphone he's gonna like eat the cord charlie what do you think about this what do you think he refuses to talk. It's fucking bullshit. You talk when we're not on the mic. Come on, man. Get a grip. Um, anytime you're involved in something, Charlie becomes involved. Like, I'm DJing. In comes Charlie. We're doing the podcast. In comes Charlie. Next time, I'll be, like, streaming. In comes Charlie. Here he comes. Now you're just holding him up. Steph's not even doing anything. She's just holding Charlie above her head. I'm getting a response out of him. <laughs> I'm trying to make him meow. You're traumatizing that poor cat. It says you walking around with the vacuum today. Okay, chasing the cats with a vacuum isn't traumatizing them. It wasn't on. It's playing. It's playing. I'm playing with them. I don't know. Every time you move slightly, Charlie was running away. So, I don't know. Um. Anyway, um. part one. The bulk of the movie is just setting up number two, really. Like, it's just... Um, she becomes the Mockingjay and is like the symbol of hope and they film all the propaganda and whatever. And like, that's kind of interesting, I guess. Um, and then I think the second one steps it up in terms of getting more interesting. Um, there's so many things that come up in the second, in part two, that really annoy me that they aren't explored more. And I know that this is going to sound dumb, but... The tigress girl, right? So, <laughs> you know, so you know how they run into the girl um, who has like modifications on her body to look like a tiger, and she has like real whiskers and shit. Um, they never explore that. They just run into her and act like it's normal. They never explore the fact that people are getting like body modifications. Like I said to you, that's the kind of shit that they do in like Cyberpunk 2020, the tabletop game. But in that they explore it and in this they just there's nothing um from memory they explore it a little bit more or like explain it a little bit more in the book but then in the movie it just kind of happens and they don't say anything i said like when we watched it i said this feels weird because like everyone that's from the capital they like dress quite extravagantly quite out there but nothing to the level 
Oh, no, they never show someone with whiskers. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone's got fucking wacky hair and clothes and if stuff. If they no maybe show that at the start, you'd consider it normal. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be as weird. But when they did that, I was like, "This is." are they just trying to change this movie completely? I don't even know what it was. It was really confusing. And I was like, I don't know why they didn't explore it more. It just kind of, like, existed. And it was weird. Um... One thing I forgot to mention about the uh, part one, actually, um, I I want to know because I was having this discussion with Callum, um, the hanging tree. <laughs> What's your opinion on that one? Do you like that song or not? Um, it was all right. I mean, okay. <laughs> it's it's it was a significant thing in the movie that I remember. I guess, mm-hmm. like you know, when there's that volume volunteers tribute and then there's the i can't actually do it but the whistle that she does yeah with the fucking with the birds i'm not going to attempt it on this podcast but i'm sure if everyone gets the gist of where i'm going with it there's like those things that like remind you when you hear they make you think of hunger yeah they're like iconic right yeah exactly but like kind of cringe at the same time to watch i okay i don't love the song now, the discussion that I had with Callum is he said, like, it was a cultural reset. And I was like, I'm not denying that it is culturally impactful. Like, it had a huge impact on, like, the culture of the time, on our age demographic. I think everyone was fucking obsessed with that and thought it was, like, the greatest thing ever. But I didn't love it. I don't love the song. Yeah. Um, the scene is kind of cool, I guess, when it like devolves into them sort of chanting it and they're like charging in, and that's like the moment of. But also, like, when did it become a musical? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what it felt like. It just felt like. That's the was... other weird part. Is it kind of feels a little bit out of place in the middle for yeah, her to just, just be like a singing. Thing of her just singing, just like a scene, and then and everyone again, I know chanting. That's in, like, it's, it's in the book. Again, the song is in the book, but. They don't make it as big of a deal. It's not like in the book. It's not like they're chanting it and like whatever. Like in the book, it's like oh, sing us a song like for the Mockingjays, and she does that. She sings that song, and it works. Like that's all that is. But in the movie, they kind of make it more of a big deal. And I don't know. It's fine, I guess. I prefer the remix of it. Um, but I'm not big on the original song. I think if you want to talk like songs from the franchise, Yellow Flicker Beat is probably the best song. <laughs> from it the lord one but like that's from the same movie but the difference um, is she didn't actually sing it like katniss actually no, like that song is at the end of the movie it's not like <laughs> that's a credits song that they do because that's what they did in every young adult movie at the time um to be honest though like after this i'm not surprised if a hunger games musical comes out like you know, they're doing another they're doing another one so there's a prequel book and it's about president snow when he was like 18 and that's coming out. They're going to do a movie. Yeah, I think the director said something about it today, actually. Because when I searched Hunger Games, it came up with, like, a new um, news article about it. Um, let's find it. So it's the same director as the last three movies. The first one was a different director to the others. But then the same director did the next three. Um, it's called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. That's what it's called. So it's about... Um, that sounds like a documentary that's in Australia in the outback or something. Yeah, literally. <laughs> the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Stunk Steve Irwin. Um, <laughs> literally. So 
Yeah, so it's already the book's already out, and apparently it's pretty good. I haven't read it. I'm kind of curious to read it though because I've read the rest. Mm. Um, even though I know it's probably not aimed at me now, but um, yeah, same director, but it's about uh, President Snow when he was 18, uh, and I believe he ends up in the in the Hunger Games at that age. Um, but then, like, if that's the case, then it's not really going to be that interesting because we know that he survives. So I don't know, like, because I don't know what they're Maybe doing. they sort of want to show why he felt so strongly about the Hunger Games, maybe? Yeah, I want to see... Maybe he really suffered in the Hunger Games so he believes that everyone else... Let's see what it's about, shall we? To? Let's see. Okay. Let's find out. Let's read. <laughs> Set against the backdrop of the Tenth Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes revolves around the adventures of teenage Coriolanus Snow. I never know how to pronounce his name. Who would become the dictatorial president. No, it's Coriolanus. They all have weird names. It's It's Cornelius. No, it's not. It's literally spelled C-O-R-I-O-L-A-N-U-S. I swear it's Coriolanus. Coriolanus. Coriolan. I swear. Coriolanus Snow. Cornelius. Everyone's going to listen to this podcast. Cornelius. Cornel and Bernie. Um, <laughs> sounding out this. No. Um, with his family on the brink of poverty, Coriolanus is tasked with mentoring. Oh, okay. So he's not in the Hunger Games. He's mentoring a girl from District 12. So he's basically taking up, like, Hamish's role. Right. So he's a mentor. Um for the 10th Hunger Games. So that's interesting because the first movie is the 74th. So that's 64 years beforehand. So that's going to be interesting just to see what the actual aesthetic of that is like because it's going to be so different Yeah. to by the time you reach the end and see like what um, what it's sort of at. Um, yeah, it sounds like really interesting just looking at like the story of it itself um it sounds really cool and i don't know if they have an actor to play him yet but like that would be kind of cool to see who they cast as him Mm. um i still wonder how they're gonna do that because like i've just had a thought about it now the setting of each district it looks like it's from years ago because of like how they're all dressed but then like the next minute it's like they have but all this it is technology. De- it is set in the future. I don't know if they ever advanced. give a year, though. I don't think they ever give a year. They just say that it's been going for 75 years. But why are they all dressed like it's... I don't know. What year? I don't 1940s? Know. A, I don't know. It's dystopia, I tell you. That's what happens. I'm sorry. It's, it's how it rolls. Um, Not even. It's like the stuff I used to dress in when I went to Sovereign Hill for an excursion. <laughs> when was that? Um... <laughs> I want to, yeah, I kind of want to see, like, if anyone knows it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, there's there's years to it. So, the reaping in the first movie mm. is June 7th, 2092. I don't think everyone would be dressed like that in the districts in... In 2092. Yeah. Why not? In 72 years. Maybe old t-shirts so according and old... To, according to Hunger Games lore, we should have already had two games. <laughs> but we haven't. <laughs> so, can we get on with it? Can we start the Hunger Games? I'll An volunteer. Like I'm in. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll go for it. Um, Transform into a cat. 
sign me yeah, up. Sounds good. <laughs> um, again, with part two, I don't have a lot to say about the actual movie. I think it's interesting. I started sort of dwindling and losing interest. The Peter thing is probably the most interesting part of the movie. Mm. Um, they do a good job of like killing a lot of the characters, but not making it feel like it's forced. Um, I don't know. It's it's definitely a lot more. Um, you have to watch the driveway right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the um the action in it is crazy um compared to the first one um like when you compare the first and the fourth i think that's like the biggest difference in just how it looks how the action is it'll be fine don't worry um (laughs) and the just everything about the fourth one is a lot more intense um than the first but yeah i yeah i really like the last one probably my favorite of all of them just because of how action-packed it is got the most um like full-on scenes the Mm. most emotional scenes probably um and the most development for Katniss as well probably at the end it's Um, interesting that you say that that it's your favorite because you said the last time you watched it you got halfway through and you you gave up Yes, so I think that was because I watched it, not at the movies, but I would have still been 16 when I watched it. Mm. And I think by that point, again, I sort of had gotten a new group of friends. And you know, like when you're that age, you kind of just fall into whatever your friends are into. So they're not into the Hunger Games? They weren't really into the Hunger Games, or at least like openly enough that it was like something we would talk about. So I didn't really watch it because I didn't (laughs) have that interest in it like I did before like I had friends at my first school that were all into it like we had a huge group that all talked about it and we all read the book together and like we were all really into it and then I moved to this other school and all of a sudden like not and no one was really into it anymore it was like oh yeah we used to like that like you know two years ago or whatever so I was like oh maybe like peer pressure kind of yeah but then I think now because I'm like just not like that now because you know we're like 21 so it's not that Mm. atmosphere anymore like it's been five years since that so i wonder if i listen to this podcast now they're gonna be like ha 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 peer pressure ha ha pussy (laughs) he he likes hunger games what are you a pussy for you guys that are listening it's your fault that nathan didn't finish brady lucky i think i was friends with yeah i was friends with all of them by that point Yeah. yeah um but yeah, I think it's also important to talk about on that as well, I guess, the cultural impact that it had on not just like us as um, like at our age, but also like just other media in general, because after the first Hunger Games came out, there was just endless copies, not necessarily copies because they were mostly based on books, mm. but it was like directors taking um, popular young adult novels about the apocalypse and turning them into a movie franchise <laughs> with like millions of dollars in budget um you had like divergent which just tanked <laughs> after the first one um maze runner i think that did pretty well i like I divergent actually one. i think so i liked the first divergent i kind of want to watch those movies now um and see what i think of those now mm. i probably only watched the first two though and then i think there was a th- Third one, and See, then they Divergent were do a TV feels show. a lot more futuristic than the Hunger Games. 
yes, they definitely lean more into the future aspect of it. Um, I have to know how many Divergent movies there are. I think there, there was like three or four. There was at least... One was Allegiant? Three. Yeah, I think you're right, because there was Divergent, Insurgent, and Allegiant. Yep, I've seen all of them. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so there was um, Divergent, then there was the Divergent series Insurgent, and then there was the Divergent series Allegiant, and then there was meant to be a TV show called Ascendant. Um, well. <laughs> and I don't even think it ever came out. I honestly don't think that ever existed, the TV show. Um, again, let me give it a Google and see. Divergent TV show. Um, yeah, that TV show never happened. Uh, they cancelled the last movie to turn it into a TV show, and that never happened. Um, the actors in that one, though, they sort of blew up a little bit. Hey, um, Kate Winslet is in the first two, apparently. Um, Naomi Watts is in the last two. Mm. Um, Bill Skarsgård is in the last one, who now plays, um, It in the It movies. Um, why do I say It? Pennywise. He has a name. It's also very weird that in Divergent, Shailene Woodley and Ansel Elgott play siblings, but then in, um, Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, we don't talk about (laughs) Ansel Elgott. I don't know what the deal is with that anymore, but we don't talk about him. Um, (laughs) Theo James, did he just disappear after that? He did, right? No, he was in all of them. No, I mean, like, he was in all of them, but then after those movies, he was just kind of gone. Mm. Um, so the difference is, which I think is what people um, didn't understand about The Hunger Games, is that the reason those movies work, especially the first one, because it is kind of not as refined uh, aesthetically and setting-wise, the reason it works is because of the acting, because all the acting is very good. And then you go into Divergent, and the acting is pretty fucking average, and it's like, well, that's what, like, that's what tanked that so quickly. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and Maze Runner as well. I, I only saw... I think I saw the first one, but I don't actually know if I saw the first one. Yeah, I've seen the first one. There is a second one, isn't there? There's three of those. Oh. Yeah, uh, there's I like... think I was scared in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that... They're a lot more full-on, aren't they? Um, yeah, so you've got... Yeah, wow. Okay, so they... the first Maze Runner was 2014, then the second one was 2015, and the fourth one was 2018. So it was only two years ago that the last one came out. Mm. Um, and that one was The Death Cure. I kind of want to watch those too, to yeah. be honest, and see what they're like. Um, they might be interesting to watch. Um, for a bit of a different um, thing. But, yeah, they were the two main two that spun off from Hunger Games. But then at the same time, you could say that the Hunger Games spun off from Harry Potter. Like, because Harry Potter was such a big um, young adult book adaptation that it kind of Was that launched the, that was the first one that really did that? That really blew up like that. Mm. As a franchise, yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. There'd obviously been like young adult adaptations before that, but I don't. Would you think say Star Wars was young adult though? But that's not an adaptation of a book, though. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm just talking like this sort of thing, like apocalyptic. Um, I guess Harry Potter's not really apocalyptic, but it kind of gets to that. Mm-hmm. But uh, these are the main three because they are so similar. Um, but I don't think 
at least culturally, uh, Maze Runner and Divergent don't match up to Hunger Games at all in in terms of the impact that they had, even though I feel like everyone still saw them. Um, And in terms of quality, I'm pretty sure both of those aren't as consistent as Hunger Games. Like, I'm looking at the last Maze Runner and it got like a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, So Mm. definitely not as consistent as the Hunger Games in terms of quality, because even the ones that you can say are worse, mm. probably still like a 6 out of 10, 7 out of 10, or better. Um, I'd say the last one's probably an 8, and the first, the second one's probably an 8, but the other ones are probably like a 6 and a 7. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think the impact of the Hunger Games is what makes it so popular now, um, rather than the actual movies themselves. Um, but yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say about Hunger Games while we're here? <laughs> I mean... What are your ratings of them? Out of... Ten. Out of five stars. Out of five go. stars. Yeah. Go, go first to fourth. Okay, I'll probably go the first one. Three out of five. Yep, that's what I gave it. And then I would give the second one... A 4.5 out of five. 4.5, that's big. Yep. And then I would give the third one a 3.5 out of 5. Okay, okay. And then I'd probably give the fourth one the same. Probably 4.5 out of 5. Okay. Um, I just wanted to look up on your um, letterbox. You don't post on there much, but I just wanted to see what other movies (laughs) you've given four and a half stars to see what you're comparing Catching Fire to. So I'm just going to do that. Um, all right. Sort by um, Steph's rating highest. Um, all right. So it's important to note as well that this is the same person who's listed um, Ratatouille um, as five stars. So don't take their opinion too strongly. Um, all right. So these are the movies that you are saying are on the same level of quality as Hunger Games Catching Fire. Knives Out, Avengers Endgame, Marriage Story, Deadpool, It, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, Wonder Woman, Incredibles 2, A Star Is Born, Deadpool 2, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Monsters Inc., It 2, The Thing, John Wick 3 and 2, Die Hard, Great Gatsby, Wreck-It Ralph, I I think you just hand out four and a half stars to every movie (laughs) from the look of things. Um, So you had it here first, guys. John Wick 3... Hunger Games Catching Fire, same level of quality. And I totally agree with that. 100%. I think Hunger Games Catching Fire was the most interesting. It is. It's the most interesting. Probably the best made one. Um, And like I said, with the second and the last one, I like how they focused on the gaming department. Like, in the third one, it felt just like a war and they were just shooting at each other. And that just didn't make sense because it's the Hunger Games. And then... They did better in the last one because it wasn't just shooting at people. It was like you were actually getting killed by, like, gaming, you know, stuff like they did in the Hunger Games. Yeah, gaming. And that made like more they sense. had, like, Pac-Man and, like, 
um, there were space invaders, and they were all, like, killing them because they were gaming things, and then there was, like, a PS4 controller came out of nowhere and hit them in the head and killed one of them. It was crazy. Yeah, it was like, you know what I mean? It was a game. It <laughs> <Yeah>. wasn't... <laughs> it was the Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not, you know, Hunger Wars. It was Hunger Games, okay? And <laughs> So you had it here first, guys. Steph wanted to call the last movies The Hunger Wars, and that's what <laughs> she thinks they should have been called. Not The Hunger Games. The Hunger Wars. It honestly should have been. Like, I'm telling you, I just think... Yeah. The first one still was The Hunger Games. The third one, it just was a completely different tone. And then the last one, it was like, okay, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) That's your description of the last one. Okay, that makes sense. It does. Is that all you have to say? Okay, (laughs) that makes sense. It was good. The ending was good. I liked it. Um, how did you feel about the ending of the last one? We don't one, talk Nathan? about that. I don't <laughs> talk about how the last one ended. I, I even said that in my letterbox review. I was like, I really like this one, but we don't talk about the ending. Um, because it has always pissed me off. And it finished like that in the books. Now, I remember it finished like that. Reading the last of those three... I read three whole books <laughs> to then turn to the last pages and see that Katniss and Peter end up together with fucking children. And her kid's like, oh, what, what was the Hunger Games like or some shit? And she's but that's like, such a teenage yeah, one day. novel thing. Like, teenage, my teenage heart went to mush. Like, I was like, oh my god, that's my so My teenage cute. heart went, that sucks and that's dumb. That's More the thing. So I don't think you like Peter. movies that have romantic endings. I think you, know you like what? movies that have no. big twists. I would like it if it had a romantic ending where she ended up with Gail and had children with Gail. Because it makes more sense. Because they've known each other their whole life and for them to just say that they're not talking to each other anymore and that Gail's off in the army is fucking stupid. I hate it so much. But it oh my God. also wouldn't make sense because she betrayed Katniss. And... So did Peter. Didn't kill her sister. Peter was fucking, like, brainwashed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure could... that's enough of a betrayal. He couldn't help that guy. Oh, like, Gail on. made his choice. And he wasn't brainwashed. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Imagine backing up Peter ever Gail. Couldn't and also, me. they can't actually... I don't think they could give Gail and Katniss that ending because of All right, guys, that's Gail. the end of the podcast. I'm not listening to Steph <laughs> yeah. talk about Gail fucking deserving what he got because that's bullshit. I, I don't believe you it. You brought me onto this podcast to give a different opinion, make it more dynamic. It's all right. I liked it. I liked having you on the podcast, but I'm just never doing it again. So... I don't know. We'll see about that. <laughs> it's probably going to happen again. So. Um, no, thanks for having me on the podcast. It's okay. Yeah, we'll actually wrap it up. Um, yeah, uh, it was good having you. We'll do something else soon, probably. I don't know what, but... Maybe a Maze Runner franchise. Or maybe, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Something you actually like. Maybe not. Franchise. Something that we can agree on. Yeah, that doesn't happen often, does it? Yeah. But when new movies come out, Sure, we can talk about them all the time, but there's nothing new coming out now. Everything's getting delayed. So, um, yeah, guys. We I'll... can talk about <laughs> Bill and Ted when that comes out. <laughs> yes. September 1st, guys. That's yep. when Bill and Ted's coming out. That's actually, they're releasing that on, they're releasing it in cinemas and online. Oh, that's good. Like on iTunes at the same time as cinemas. Mm. So it, um, like, basically because only half the world still has cinemas open. Like even all of Australia has cinemas except us mm. because we're still locked down. But, like, they're releasing it so that people can still watch it. Uh, and then, yeah, we can watch it at home, which is good on our 
4K TV. So that's mm-hmm. a bit spicy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that just about wraps it up. Um, I'll just top it off with the last little plugs, the reminders. Um, you can find this podcast on Spotify and Apple and Podbean and Google Podcasts and YouTube. And I think that's it. Literally everything. Um, pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah. And then you can yeah find the Instagram for like, um, updates on what's happening and everything. Um, this is good timing. Callum's uh, on a, he hasn't commented on that one. Callum commented on my review of the bounty hunter, but I thought he commented on my review of hunger games. I'm going <laughs> to say what he said anyway. Um, yeah. So that's all there. Um, NBNA, same deal. That's on Instagram. Um, still waiting on Apple podcasts to approve that one. But by the time this episode goes up, that should be, up and going um spotify it's already been approved so it'll be on spotify um and instagram and everything like that um and steph uh thanks for coming on again um i don't really know how to outro it normally we just do like random shit and i just cut it somewhere um well thank you for for having me it was a bit of a struggle but that's what you're gonna that's how you're gonna end (laughs) it's a bit of a struggle yeah i'll see you guys in a year time when um (laughs) new movies come out yeah go fuck yourself all right charlie time to say bye all right see you say bye (laughs) oh Oh. he said it oh how cute oh that wasn't just me meowing that was actually him oh yeah oh he did it again oh so cute okay all right bye we're off peace love (laughs) all right you can stop recording (laughs)